Dolphins, and welcome to the Finn Sports Football Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony John Deletti, and today is a very, very exciting day, very exciting time. The NFL schedule, um, hopefully, has been officially released. I'm looking it up right now because it is 7 o'clock and 40 seconds, so hopefully the schedule has released. Um, before we get into the schedule, my hope for the Dolphins schedule is that... Um, I hopefully want us to play the Buffalo Bills at Buffalo sometime that's not in De- excuse me sorry sometime that's not in December because I hate playing uh you know the Buffalo Bills in December and the New England Patriots in New England in December um but I do know that we play New England week 1 and we play Jacksonville week 6 thank you Bleacher Report for sending me a notification on that Um, I really want this to be a live authentic reaction, but I do know about those two games. So hopefully the schedule's released. Oh, got a notification just now on Bleacher Report. The Dolphins 2021 schedule has officially been released. So I'm going to open it right now. Okay, so first game at New England. I knew about that. We'll talk about it, but this is just the initial reaction. Week two, Buffalo. Week three at Vegas. Week 4 at home against Indy, week 5 at Tampa, week 6 at Jacksonville in London, week 7 is Atlanta. Oh wow, I was not expecting that, I really expected a bye week 7. Week 8 at Buffalo, week 9 Houston, week 10 Baltimore, week 11 at New York Jets, week 10 at home against the Panthers, week 11... Giants, or am I on, what week am I on? 8, 9, 10, 11. Week 12 is the Panthers. Week 13 is the Giants. By week, then the Jets at New Orleans, at Tennessee, and then we finish the season. Wow, we finish the season at home against the Patriots. Woo! Um, okay, initial reaction. Aside from the two games I knew, uh... Thank God we get the Buffalo games done by Halloween. Uh, that's cool. We get. I didn't know Halloween was on a Sunday this year. Okay, so we get to finish the Buffalo matchups by Halloween. I like that because as confident as I am that the Dolphins are better, I would never say that the Dolphins are better than the Bills right now. I think they are a very, very good team. So I worry about those games, and I would hate for the Dolphins season to come up like last year. Uh, come to the wire against the Buffalo Bills. So that's a plus right there. I'm really happy just off a of first glance that, that we get to play Buffalo two times before November even hits. Like both our games against Buffalo will be done before the halfway mark of the season. Um, Man, I, 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 I got to be honest with you guys. I really don't like that we will be playing Jacksonville in Los Angeles. Or in Los Angeles, that we're going to be playing Jacksonville in London, and then we have a game the next week. Man, guys, I got to be honest with you. I'm not really, huh, not really feeling that at all. Uh, what what are the times on these games? That's what I want to know. I want to know how many primetime games is there. Let's see. Okay, here we go. Here are the times. I'm on the official Dolphins Twitter um, with times. Let's see. So the Patriots game we know is 425 Eastern. Um, 
Vegas is four Eastern. Jacksonville's a morning game. How many primetime games do we get? One, two. Two games. What the hell? Guys, that's that's low-key some major BS right there. The Dolphins should have gotten at least three primetime games. You're telling me the only primetime games we get is Thursday night football, which every team gets, and then Monday night against the Saints? That's it? That's very disappointing, honestly. To be completely frank, I'm kind of pissed about that because... We, I mean, we went 10 and 6 last year, and yes, we're not like an AFC championship team, but the Dallas Cowboys have yet to win a, a Super The Dallas Cowboys haven't been to the Super Bowl in 25 years. They went 6 and 10 last year, and I guarantee you, if I went to look at their schedule right now, they probably have like six primetime games. It's frustrating. It's It pisses me off. Ugh, sorry. I didn't mean to get so carried away. Um, okay, so let's just go through, I guess, game by game. Uh, real quick. So Patriots, uh, that game, it's good because no one knows our offense. So we have the element of surprise. We won't have Will Fuller, which is upsetting. That game's going to be a good game. Games against the Patriots always are. If we can beat the Patriots in new England this year, I have a very, I feel very confident that we will beat them the last week of the season at home because new England typically struggles against Miami in Miami. So that's an important game. Of First of all, who made the schedule? Why do we have the Buffalo Bills and the Patriots again weeks one and two? Who made the schedule? Did they just copy and paste from last year? I'm curious. Because last year, it was the same thing. Week one against the Patriots, week two against Buffalo. Um, if anything, it's it, it'll be cool to see, I guess, the improvements made. Because last year, we went 0-2 in weeks one and two. So hopefully this year, if we can go 1-1... One or maybe even dare I say two and zero? That'd be cool. Um, that'd be cool to to at least win one of those games instead of none. Uh, the Raiders, that's a cool game in Las Vegas. Uh, the Colts at home, gonna be a good game. Um, Tampa Bay away is basically a home game because they're in Tampa. Again, the Jacksonville game, man, that really upsets me that they didn't give us a bye week. However, I do want to say this: I, as upset as I am that we don't have a bye week. Um, if you think about it, if we were to have a bye week, week seven, or what is that week seven? Yeah, we would have to go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. We'd have to go 11 weeks straight playing football, which that would suck. So yes, it it does suck that we are playing in London, which you shouldn't be surprised about that because we have the biggest fan base in London and the Jaguars have the smallest fan base in America. So it's, I mean, you shouldn't be shocked by that at all. We were supposed to play there last year before COVID. Um, but yeah, I mean, the the negative is you're going to have to play Jacksonville and London and then come home for the Falcons. Positive is it's the Falcons and the Jaguars. So, you know, we'll talk about record predictions just off first glance in just a bit after I go through all the games. Buffalo there, that's, that's a tough game, man. Buffalo's a tough game there. You're playing in London... Coming back, no bye week, Falcons, then Buffalo. Then after that, you have a pretty easy stretch of games. You have the Texans, the Ravens will be hard, but you have the Texans, the Jets, the Panthers, the Giants, a bye week, and then the Jets again. 
So those are all pretty easy games. And of those games, you know, once we play the Bills, we have five home games. We have or four home games and one away game in five weeks. So we go two home away, two home by week, home game against the Jets, two away games against the Saints on Monday Night Football and the Tennessee Titans. Um, and then last game of the season, Patriots at home. Man, that's really upsetting, to be honest. I'm still caught up on it. Like, if you take away Thursday night football, which every team gets in the NFL, they gave the Dolphins one primetime game, and it's Monday night football, which is like the least viewed game of the week, is Monday night football. Like, no one watches Monday night football. Really. Like, Thursday night football has the... Like, everyone knows what I'm talking about right now. Thursday night football, it's the appeal of like, oh man, first game of the week. But like Monday night football always like sucks because it's like you're, it's your first day back at work. You know, you got stuff to do. No one likes watching Monday night football. So yeah, it's against the Saints, but like that's a pretty stupid game. That just really upsets me. It, it really does, to, to be honest, that we only got, if you, if you don't count Thursday night football, which I don't because every team gets it, we got one primetime game. We got one primetime game this year, and then we got Jacksonville, which is technically a primetime game because anyone can watch it uh, since no one's going to be playing football at 9.30 a.m. Eastern time. <laughs> so I guess that's a primetime game. Um, let's go through, honestly, like just looking at the schedule, let me give you my record predictions um, because there's something else I wanted to talk about today on the podcast. Record predictions. As far as which game we will win with New England and Buffalo, I always like to consider it a tie going into it. Like, I like to consider we'll go one and one against the Patriots, one and one against the Bills. And then I think the Jets will sweep just because they're such a young team, rookie quarterback, rookie head coach. We'll we'll go 2-0 against the Jets. Um, So if you just do that, right? I don't care about which game it is, but if you just... Let's just take one game against the Patriots, one game against Buffalo, and two against the Jets. That's four wins. The Raiders will beat them. We will beat the Raiders. Uh, The Colts at home. That's going to be a tough game. And really, honestly, I would go with the the Dolphins right now. Because if you're going to give me Carson Wentz early on in the season before he's established chemistry with the the team, I'm going to go Dolphins there. Call me crazy, but I'm going to go Dolphins there. So that's six wins. The uh, the Buccaneers will be a loss probably. So that's six and one. The Jaguars will be a win, seven and one. Falcons win, eight and one. Um, Buffalo, again, give us two more losses because of Buffalo and New England saying we lose, you know, win one, lose one against them. Now we are, let's see, one, two... Three, four, four, we're four and three uh, against the Houston Texans. I think we'll win. That's five and three. The Ravens, I think we will beat the Ravens. Like I, I 100% I just feel like we're going to beat the Ravens. It's in Miami. We have a better team. It's not the same team that lost with Adam Gase to the Ravens. It's not the same team that lost 59 to 10. That's going to sting some people that are still on this team. We're not losing again to the Ravens. So now we are five and three. 
or, or right five and three. Let's see, one one win against the Patriots. Let's just say the home games, right? Uh, the home games against the Bills and the Patriots, we win, right? So let's say we go. Let's see, one and one, two and one, three and one, three and two, four and two, five and two, five and three, six and three, seven and three. Let's just say we're seven and three. By the time we play the Jets, we'll beat the Jets. That's eight and three. We'll beat the Panthers nine and three. We'll beat the Giants ten and three. By week, play the Jets again eleven and three. Um, the Saints are a mystery because you don't know how good they're going to play without Drew Brees. Like, what if Jameis Winston is a dumpster fire and like they don't? They're they're a bad team. So let's just say worst case scenario, we lose that game eleven and four. Titans, we're going to beat. Titans, I can promise you right now, the Dolphins will stomp the Titans. Like, there's no way Ryan Tannehill is going to beat Brian Flores. No shot. So, 12-4, and four, and then the Patriots, 13-4. and four. Like, that may be, like, I'm trying to think, even if we lost, worst case scenario, we lost both games against the Bills. We lost... I'm, I'm trying to think guaranteed games I think we will win. I think we'll beat the Jets twice, the Patriots once. Um, We'll beat the Giants. We'll beat the Panthers. We'll beat the Houston Texans. We'll beat the Falcons. We'll beat the Jaguars. We'll beat the Raiders. Like, I think at worst, the Dolphins will be a 9-8 team this year. Looking off of this schedule. But... I think there's going to be a lot of games. Again, the Colts, how good will they be? I don't know. I mean, if Carson Wentz plays like he did in Philly, not good. If Carson Wentz plays like he did when Frank Reich was there, we'll probably lose that game. But like the Ravens, that's a toss-up. The Ravens last year, basically until the, even in, even during the playoffs and during the regular season, People thought they were going to be the next best, the best thing since sliced bread, and they weren't. Um, so a lot of these games will depend on how each team is throughout the season. But I just think, like, best case scenario, best case scenario, the only losses I think the Dolphins will for sure have, I think we will for sure lose at least once against the Buffalo Bills. I think we'll lose against the... Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I think more than likely we go tied with the Patriots. So that's three losses. And then again, worst case scenario, what? We lose to the Colts or to the Ravens or to like, like worst case scenario on this list. I see us like nine and eight, 10 and seven worst case scenario. Like there's just too many games on our, on our list that, are in our favor. Like the Raiders early on, the the Colts early on before Carson Wentz gets his chemistry with our defense and Brian Flores, like the Jaguars, the Jets twice a year, the Panthers, the Texans, the Falcons, the Giants. I mean, there's nine games that the Dolphins should definitely win. And then you look at after that, and it's like division games that could go either way with the Patriots and the Bills. Like, yeah, you have the Saints, but again, what if the Saints are a dumpster fire? That's not out of the realm of possibility that the Saints could be a dumpster fire without Drew Brees. 
I mean, their defense was good, but even with Drew Brees, like their offense wasn't even that good at all. So we're expecting Jameis Winston after not having played for a whole year to just come in and like make them NFC champions or something. The Titans took a big step back last year because a bunch of people realized, oh wait, if you stop Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill will not beat you. We saw that with the Dolphins with J.J. Take away the run game, Ryan Tannehill's not that good. Okay? So, when I look at this schedule, I would say, again, I'm a homer, but uh, I guess some people would label me as that. Worst case scenario, Dolphins go 9-8 and eight next season. Best case scenario, I could... Again, best case scenario, I think the only games the Dolphins, I have them for sure, like they'll probably lose a game against the Patriots, a game against the Bills, the Buccaneers, and maybe one other team, you know, between the Saints, Ravens, Colts, let's just say two other teams. That's six losses, 11 and six. That's not actually, that's not even best case scenario. That's like what I probably expect. Like if I'm guessing Dolphins will probably go 11 and 6, 12 and 5 this season. Best case scenario 13 and 4. Honestly. Cuz the only teams if we go 13 and 4, that's counting that we will probably lose once to the Patriots, once to the Bills, and then between the you know, between the Titans, Saints, Ravens, Colts, and Buccaneers, you only lose two of those games. That's best case scenario. But, I mean, guys, to be honest with you, aside from the Bills and Patriots, the only hard games are those five. Really, if, and and even the Patriots aren't hard, it's just those always go like 50-50. Aside from the Bills, which is a division game, the Dolphins have five hard games all year. Seriously, like who's hard? The The Raiders are hard. The, the Jaguars are hard. The Falcons are hard. The Texans are hard. The Panthers and the Giants, the Jets in your division, who who's hard on your team? And like, I, I just, I don't know. I could be wrong, but just worst case scenario, nine and eight, 10 and seven. Best case scenario, 13 and four. So the Dolphins, I'm assuming based off that, will probably go 11 and six or 12 and five. Based off of this, Dolphins, I'm expecting they go 11 and six, 12 and five. And that's not, again, like that's not out of the realm of possibility. Um, Yeah, so that's the 2021 Dolphins schedule. Games that I'm excited for. Um, To be honest with you, I, I'm excited to see the Dolphins play the Colts, the Ravens, the, like, I want to see the Dolphins play, like, playoff teams. I want to see what the Dolphins look like against the Buccaneers. I want to see what the Dolphins look like against the Ravens and the Colts. Like, I want to see how we stack up against the good AFC teams. Because last year, you look at the teams we played in the AFC, the only one that was in the playoffs was, I'm trying to think, who was in the playoffs that we played last year? The Chiefs. Bills don't count because they're in our division. But the Chiefs. 
That's the only team we played in the playoffs last year. This year, from the AFC playoffs last year, we're getting the Colts, the Ravens, and the Titans. Three teams. And then if you count NFC, we're getting the Super Bowl champions. So we're getting three playoff teams. The Bills, who were AFC championship team twice, and the and and the Super Bowl champions. So we are getting six games against very, very good competition. And so I'm really curious to see how the Dolphins stack up. And I said this multiple times, and I'll finish with this. Until the Dolphins are able to beat the Bills, whether it's at their place or at Miami, until the Dolphins are able to consistently beat the Bills, I, I can't consider them a playoff or, or, or championship team. If the Dolphins can beat the Bills, like, you know, it, it, talking about the two games against the Bills, the Buccaneers, the Colts, the Ravens, the Saints, the Titans, right? Seven games. If the Dolphins can win four of them, that would be phenomenal. Like if the Dolphins can beat the Bills once, beat the Ravens, beat the Titans and maybe the Saints or you know in, in it doesn't have to be that those teams but if we can go 4 and 3 between those 7 games of like very very good competition I would be very very happy and I expect the Dolphins to beat the teams they should that's where you're at right now you're not at the point where you're still like rebuilding and there's going to be games like the Denver game that you should win but you like no you should be a good enough team to where, like the Buffalo Bills do, did like two years ago and last year, you beat the teams you're supposed to beat. And we saw that last year. It happened. Dolphins beat the teams we were supposed to beat, but we were also at a phase where like we beat teams that we shouldn't have, but we also lost against teams that we should have beat. Like It was weird. I mean, last year, if the Dolphins just win that Denver game, we're in the playoffs. So, again, that... You know, I think the Dolphins have a very easy schedule this year, um, especially that stretch. Like, that stretch of games from Jacksonville to the bye week, you have two hard games. Jacksonville, um, or not Jacksonville, you have two hard games between Jacksonville and the bye week. The Bills and the Ravens. So, worst case scenario, the Dolphins better go Let's see, one, two, three, four. We better go six and two. Worst case. Best case scenario, we go seven and one in that stretch. Because, I mean, when I look at the very beginning of the schedule, let's just say the Dolphins win division games against the Patriots and Bills at home. If we lose to the Patriots week one, beat the Bills week two, beat the Raiders, uh, beat the Colts, lose to the uh you know buccaneers if we could be 3 and 2 at that stretch and then we can go 7 and 1 and be 10 and 3 at the bye week that would be phenomenal cuz if you're 10 and 3 at the bye week then you have four games remain remaining in the season and of those four games you should be able to beat the jets and the 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 patriots and then the other two i mean if you're 13 and you know, whatever it would be, 13 and two or yeah, 13 and two. If you lose the other two games, then yeah, like it, 
You're 13, four, you're going to be in the playoffs. But, you know, it's, it, it's definitely a very interesting schedule. But all this, the, all this hinges on Tua uh, and the progression he makes from year one to two and the progression that this team makes from year one to two, especially the rookies. So I know it was kind of all over the place, guys. This is what happens when I don't get an hour or so to play in my podcast. <laughs> and I just kind of like go off script. And I'm just talking. Um, yeah, definitely an interesting schedule. Uh, I, again, still upset that we only got one primetime game that isn't Thursday night football. Cause that's, I mean, everyone gets that. That's really upsetting. And you should be upset as a Dolphins fan. You know, you should be upset as a Dolphins fan that we only got one primetime game. That's not Thursday night football, which you get every year. Oh man. Okay. So the last thing I wanted to talk about, and I'm not really going to dive into it too much because I could, I could talk about it for a whole podcast, but there was a video. Um, it was Nick Hicks. Nick Hicks is the trainer for Tuatunga Vailoa, Dalvin Cook, people like that. Um, and he went to, he was on a podcast and he was talking about Tuatunga Vailoa, what it's like training him. And it, it's really good because he goes in depth about Tua's situation last year, what it's like training Tua, what they're training, you know, what, what he's working with Tua on. So I wanted to just play that for you guys so you don't have to go find it yourselves. I'll just play it for you all, and then I'll talk a little bit about it. So this is Nick Hicks, Tua's trainer, talking about just training Tua in general. Wow, and just because, you know, we're in South Florida, we got to talk about Tua, right? Yeah. You, you, yep. you're, you're helping Tua out right now. Yep. How, how do you feel about his progression? Are you a Dolphin fan? I am a Dolphin fan. Okay, so yeah. you, you have some uh, some more invested interest in this. Yeah. You know? So, so I mean, Tua is, number one, he's an amazing person. Mm-hmm. I've never met anybody like him. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't even sit here and begin to explain to you the reasons why, because we don't we don't have all day, right. and it's hard to put into words. Mm-hmm. Like if you were to meet Tua, or if you were to meet Tua, man, you would just be like, "Wow, this is something energy, about this it's kid. something you feel." It's not about this kid. Mm-hmm. He's an amazing, amazing kid, and he's an insanely hard worker. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he he is all gas, no breaks. I show up to his house every single morning, super early. We put in work. There's a little break, then he meets me at the field, and we work some more. And that's it. And after that, he goes home, he watches film. He is, he is on a mission. Damn, bro. You kind of have a little bit of pressure because, like, we've had, like, the quarterback curse for so yeah. long. And it's yeah. like, you know, there's some there's some hope in this yeah. kid, you know? Yeah, he's different, man. He's different. Um, what are some things, you know, you're working on with him? So, I'm, I'm actually not allowed to talk too much about Tua because we have a specific... I guess you could say, you know, ideology of what this offseason is going to be because there's so much doubt. There's so much, hey, man, what's he doing? Is he going to be all right? We want to keep things under wraps. Okay. You know, and it, I, I can talk a little bit, but not too much. Okay, so um, whatever you can but do. But strength, yeah. strength-wise for him and, and, and just confidence, man. I mean, that's 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 really it. Um, you got to th- understand where he's coming from mm-hmm. and, and as, as a professional athlete. So mm-hmm. let's rewind the tape. Let's look at this. So he goes from playing a season – Mm-hmm. Okay, and then towards the end of that season, suffers an injury that, number one, anybody in this room here would probably never be able to run again if it happened to us. Mm. We, one of us probably would have lost our leg because of, that's how bad it was. He had a, a femur shoot through the back wall of his hip, mm-hmm. and he had some internal bleeding, and it was pretty bad, right? So he got that. People didn't think he'd ever play again. Mm-hmm. So he's blowing rehab out of the water, okay? But then you go right from rehab to a pro day. 
So at, his, at Pro Day, this is, you know, maybe three months, four months after, um, you know, when he's actually really starting to move again. So it's not like he has, he's had, you know, a year of actually training. Mm-hmm. He goes to a Pro Day and he does very well. And still not 100%. Then you go from Pro Day right into the draft. Mm-hmm. You get drafted. Okay, and then in a traditional year, you go to rookie minicamp. Mm-hmm. Okay, then you go to regular minicamp. Then you have a preseason, mm-hmm. right? He had nothing, none of that. Right. There was no rookie minicamp. There was no minicamp. There was no preseason. Okay, and and he he never he's a guy who's never really trained too much. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He works out with the team. He does what he's supposed to do, but he's never really had a, a full year to actually train and get better. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, you look at what happened to him in the past year and a half and how he went out there and actually had pretty good rookie numbers compared to most rookies. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at Peyton Manning's rookie year, terrible. Look at Josh Allen's rookie year, terrible. Mm-hmm. You know, but he bounced back. Mm-hmm. So it's just, like you said, the quarterback curse in Miami, we're never going to have one. We've always been unhappy. We've never been lucky. Mm-hmm. A healthy Tua is a confident Tua, and mm-hmm. an incompetent Tua is a Super Bowl contender, mm-hmm. guaranteed. And, I so, and that's our goal, man, to make him healthy, and, and we're doing a damn good job at that right now. So that's what they had to say about Tua. And, you know, I, I don't want this podcast to become just like the Tua support channel. You know, for those of you out there that get tired of the two arguments on Twitter, I don't want that to be what this channel's about. But I think it's just important to remember, like, what the dude had to overcome, what other people in his class didn't have to overcome just being able to go into the offseason, train, go to go to, you know, camp fully healthy. You know, when you look at what Tua had to overcome, you look at what he was given roster wise. Um, and then also just having to overcome the fact that he was like one of the best college quarterbacks of all time. Like, I I, I don't know, man. I, I guess we just have unrealistic expectations for players these days. I, I don't and man, when I listened to that video, I was like, oh, like, I can't say the word, but I was like, Tua is hearing y'all <laughs> like Colin Coward and Skip Tua hears you. And I said this multiple times, they better hope to God that he sucks year two, because if Tua comes out and, and is playing good football, like really good football in year two, there's no way to turn back. There's no way to hide all the hate that has been around to all the slander. So, I mean, yeah. I, I, there, what more do you want? The guy is training as hard as he can in the off season is literally doing everything possible, studying so much film. And, and I love also, I love what the trainer said that like he, they, they don't want to talk about it. The goal isn't to be like, Hey, to his training, I'm training. Look at me. He said, right, 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 when asked about it, what are you training? He said, I can't really say because, you know, with all the doubts and stuff, we're trying to keep this under wraps. We're trying to work hard and prove people wrong. And like, damn, like, <laughs> again, y'all better hope people out there that doubt too. Y'all better hope he doesn't come out and ball out in year two. Because if he does, we have the receipts. We do. We have the receipts. We have tons of them. I have them all on my phone. I have tweets galore that I've saved. We have receipts. So, you know, I, I just, when I listen to that, it just, it, it's always good to remind myself. And I think it's good for all Dolphin fans to remind themselves like what he had to overcome. The fact that he was even able to play football last year and he played it at a higher level than most rookies do. Um, but it gets overlooked because then you compare to Justin Herbert and, you know, as they say, comparison is the thief of joy. 
you compare it to Justin Herbert and it kind of undervalues everything he accomplished last year. Was healthy, had to overcome so much, played in the NFL, and was not turning the football over, which it helped us win a lot of games. So, dude, I'm just excited, man. I'm excited to see what he looks like, the shape he's in come training camp. I'm excited for the the tweets about him, the pictures. I'm excited to see what he does in the regular season. But I, I also wanted to tie that into the schedule because a lot of this schedule, you know, no matter what team you're going against, a lot of this team's success, most of it hinges on Tua. You know, if he if he if he comes out next year and he's lighting it up and he improves from year one to two, like most rookie quarterbacks do, like the Dolphins are going to win a lot more games than they should. It's as simple as that. I mean, if the Dolphins can get good elevated play from Tua and he can start playing more and more like college Tua with that defense, the Dolphins are going to win a lot more games than you think. Now, if he comes out there and he, you know, just looks lost, isn't playing well, yeah, there's going to be some games that we lose that we probably shouldn't, like the Denver game. Yeah, there's definitely going to be some of those if that happens. But, you know, I'm just excited to see what this team does. I really am excited to see the schedule. Again, super, super pissed and bummed that we don't have more primetime games. I think that's BS, you know, considering there's teams out there that are way worse than the Dolphins, have way less promise, way less potential, and they get more primetime games just because of where they're located. It's stupid to me, but that's the NFL. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Sorry for being all over the place. That's what happens when I, you know, try to do live videos for you guys to just, you know, give you guys my authentic reaction. But that's going to be it. Uh, let me know what you thought about the schedule release. Curious to see your guys' thoughts. Um, and now I'm going to go check Twitter to see, uh, you know, what everyone's thinking. So have a great rest of your day. Stay safe. Fins up.